Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 16 degrees in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just every day she keeps getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Hey, man. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? Man. Oh, no, I don't need to hit that again. <laughs> How's everybody doing this morning? Is everybody seeing this beautiful morning? It's dark, it's cold, it's kind of brisk. It's a perfect morning to walk your dog with a nice pair of shorts and a, a comfortable sweater. You know what? Shorts and sweater weather reminds me that the year is almost over. Indeed it is. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. I got I got such a great show planned for today. Such a great show planned for today. Do we have a guest? No. Oh, no. Yeah. You know. Bummer. Stuff happens. Indeed. And uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make it today. Okay. Um, he will be missed. He will also be rescheduled. Okay. So have no fear. <laughs> um, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Things happen. Uh, like last night, uh, I can barely keep my eyes open. I did not sleep. But I'm here. Ken's really disappointed. Ken was looking forward mm. to uh, us having DCI Properties on. Yes. Ken, send all of your hate mail to DCI Properties. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> They, they'll understand. They'll understand. Hey, you know, uh, you know, why don't we hear a word from our sponsor right now before we get into what we got coming up today? Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we're back. We will miss you, DCI. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I don't know if you noticed. Did you get an email yesterday from DCI? Big deal came through in their email list uh, yesterday. Not sure if you guys saw that or not, which is actually going to be our deal of the week here uh, very shortly. So hang tight. We'll be going through that. We'll be analyzing that deal. Um, yeah, really amazing deal came through. So excited to share that one. Um, upcoming events, my darling. Yeah. So September 18th, we have a fix and flip investor meetup at our Tweddle Flip here in Edmonton. I swung by there last night. Nice. Yeah. Uh, checked it out. Just a little more sanding still left. Just <laughs> not a little quite more, ready for not paint. Not quite ready. There's a little, I'm like, I, I went in there and a lot of the lights are, um, are uh, have been taken off. Um, oh, so it was dark. <laughs> so it was a little dark, but I, you know, put the flashlight on the phone up to the ceiling. I'm like, Nyeh. still a little bit left, and uh, a couple spots in the walls, but otherwise very close and ready for paint. Yeah, very excited to get that paint on that wall. Nice. That uh, project's yes. been delayed. Yes, it has been delayed. We've, uh, yeah. Anyways, but we have a meetup there on Sunday, September 18th, from two to five p.m. There's going to be a bouncy castle in the front yard. Bring your kids. 
It's going to be fun. So if you want to uh, register, get yourself a free ticket for that, you can head over to our Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. The uh, event is pinned to the top of the page there, so you can grab your tickets there. I have no clue how many have been sold, how many are left, but go get them. Me either. <laughs> um, but these, 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 these meetups, there's always tons of people showing up to these meetups. Um, it's, it's nice. I like it. It is nice. I also like it. <laughs> it also got coming up. September 24th is Barry McGuire's agreement for sale course in person. Full day, full day training on agreement for sale. Was it yesterday we talked about agreement for sale? Yes. Yeah. Today. Not bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I can repeat how excited I, excited I am for that. Yeah. Um, live in person. September 24th. Um, Go to uh, barrymaguire.ca yeah. to uh, register for that if you wish. Also on September 24th, <clears throat> unless you've heard otherwise, there is a flip meetup in Calgary at our Lake Bonavista flip from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. Uh, I don't believe Wayne has pinned that to the top of the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook page, but he will. Like right now? <laughs> like Do you right want now? Me to go to, oh my gosh. Okay, Gabby, you just keep talking. I'm going to go take care of this over here. <laughs> um, I haven't heard of any date changes for that. So as of as of right now, that's when it is. If you are not coming to Edmonton. Yeah, if you aren't going to the Agreement for Sale course here in Edmonton on that date, uh, be sure to check out the Lake Bonavista flip in Calgary. That'll be a good one, 2.30 to 5.30. And on September 28th, four days later, Wayne and Barry McGuire will be um, speaking at the Mogul Mastermind. Yes. About Agreement for Sale. Wow. Reoccurring topic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I wonder why. Well, it, it's a darn shame that Mogul didn't have their mastermind four days before, before yeah, very much the uh, the workshop. Sure, they'd have some late registrants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, once you see Barry speak, um, I'm going to say Barry speak because I'm a pretty decent speaker too. Yeah, you're all right. Um, I'm all right. I, I I know how to I know how to get a crowd pumped up uh, and excited for creative. Uh -huh. real estate investing seller financing but <laughs> um yeah once you like I, I remember the first time i heard barry speak about agreement for, sa agreement for sales and it was just like whoa i need to be there yeah. that's exactly my jam like that's that's my kind of that's my kind of shit because mm -hmm. um real estate investing is suppose this is a lot of people don't know this actually Real estate investing is supposed to be boring. Mm -hmm. They say if you've got an exciting real estate investing business, you're actually doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. You're actually playing way too risky. And what you're supposed to do with real estate investing or any investing is eliminate the risk and mitigate it as much as possible. And so when I look at real estate investing, I look at like a safe, low risk investment, you know, not a whole lot of time, super passive, good returns. Um, but it doesn't really feed my creative side. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because putting good deals together, um, it, it's basically anything that's a little outside of the box, you're supposed to avoid. And I don't know. I, I don't really like that so much. I, I like a little bit of a challenge. I like, I like um, finding a deal that most people would look at and walk away from. And I like figuring out how to, figuring make, it out how to make it good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, again, like, it's, it's a little time consuming. <laughs> like uh, I, like I was talking about yesterday there is a deal that I'm currently working on which I'm spending way too much time on like I shouldn't be spending time on it considering like the value of of like my hour like what I'm worth per hour I shouldn't be spending that kind of time on it 
And that's not a cocky thing, by the way. That's just you should know how much you're worth, right? And as you develop in, in your business, um, your the what you what your value per hour is is will go up. And I'm saying that because I know what I'm worth, and I know what if I were to put an hour into something, I know what that's worth to my business and to my family and to myself. So when I'm spending it on, <laughs> you know, um, on an agreement for sale deal, which I don't need, mm-hmm. because I can, you know, I can be putting it towards something else in my business. Um, it's 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 a little ridiculous, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I love I, I love it. I, I love, like I said, finding a, a, a deal that most people would be like, nah, it doesn't work. And I'd be like, fuck you, I'll show you. And then putting it together, you know what I mean? And then turning it into a really good deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like a wizard. Yeah. If you like wizardry and real estate investing, you should be there on September 24th. <laughs> one of the uh, women in our, in one of my, uh, real estate investing mastermind groups. Um, she's working on two agreement for sale deals right now. I... So she was at uh, Barry McGuire's Rapid Cash back in when was that? June, May, spring, May, spring. Yeah. Anyways, um, she did Rapid Cash, and she's been uh, yeah working on some leads, some agreement for sale leads, and uh, yeah, she even like talking about creativity, like she had was looking at these deals, trying to think, how can I make these work for me? And she came up with some pretty creative, but totally legit things that you can um, put into your agreement for sale contracts. (laughs) And that's the nice thing about them is that whatever you and the seller agree to is, is great. You can make it work. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. That's a, I don't think most people realize that there there is no like well how do I find an agreement for sale how do I get them to say it's not that simple it's whatever you guys agree to and that's what I love so much about it is that uh, early on when I when I would go like I'd be in like Barry's Facebook group asking questions to other experts I would ask Are, can I do this am I allowed to ask for this can I do this and the answer is always yes. Whatever you guys agree to, and if you get it on a piece of paper and both people sign, you can do it yeah. as long as it's legal. Yeah. As long as you're not breaking the law. I mean, um, you can put whatever you want in there. Breaking you the could law. put that he, he comes down. What? Sorry. Sometimes okay. they say things and it just makes me want to sing. Okay. I get it. I, I could put in there. Um, I could do an agreement for sale with Carlos. Okay. And one of the requirements is that Carlos um drops me off a pineapple every morning at 6 a.m yeah done i can put that in there he signed (laughs) i signed Mm -hmm. carlos owes me a pineapple yeah isn't that cool super cool yeah Yeah. i we got so like oh man the deals that i put together we've put together no you put them together okay thank you (laughs) The, the deals that I've put together um, would blow your mind, uh, especially early on, early days. Like some of the deals that like, oh man, like this, this isn't going to work or this thing fell through. It's not going to work out anymore. And then I just be like, just give me a second. Let me just think about it. I go for a drive. I come back and I'd be like, okay, this is how we're going to structure it. We're going to take this. We're going to bring this person in over here. We're going to refinance it like this. We're going to bring in a tenant buyer over here. We're going to wholesale to this person over here for 10 grand. Like, just like, just there's yeah. so much creativity around it. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, if, if you wanted to get one step further in the future, you know, check out one of their creative combinations courses as well. And that's, that's like an add on course to like take all of the real estate investing strategies and how you can use them all together. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I'm uh, still trying to pin this. Uh... Oh, got it. Okay, I uh, throughout that whole thing, um, I was finally able to pin the Lake Bonavista investor meetup. It is now pinned. If you would like to register for that, uh, just head over to Facebook, the Real Estate Investing Masters free Facebook group, and uh, the Eventbrite link is there to register. Awesome. Yes. 
Is that all the upcoming events that I'm um, willing to talk about? Yeah, but I also, I just want to say, just uh, while you were saying that, I just had a thought. And um, I know that we have a lot of newer investors who join us on this podcast and who listen to the podcast mm-hmm. and who are within our circles. And I just want to say that, like, I know sometimes uh, networking can be daunting and can be scary and out of your comfort zone. But really, like, you know, they don't lie when they say that your network is your net worth. And that's where, you know, opportunities are going to come from. And that's where you're going to continue to learn is through these networking events and through building your network and, Mm -hmm. and growing your contacts. And these little fix and flip meetups are such a cool way to do it. It's not a big, scary room of suits and tables and, and water pitchers being placed in front of you. Like it's not, it's, it's like show up in, you know, whatever you're comfortable wearing and come and say hi and listen to a presentation and it's not even a presentation. We, we, we basically just talk about, yeah, no, sorry, not presentation, but like, but like, we'll talk about, we also want to give you a little bit of, of knowledge about fix and flips while you're there too. So you can ask questions and all that kind of stuff, but, and like, and talk, make a, we hold them so often, like make a goal of the first time to talk to a person. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce yourself to one person and that's your goal for the first one. And then come back to the next one until you get comfortable. This is such a cool way to do it where it's fun and informal. And there's like, we have a really cool, <coughs> laid back, lovely supporting community. Like, man, I wish we had this when we started. Right. So just get out there, go sign up. Get the damn ticket. Show we, up. We had to pay like 300 bucks a month to meet up in a room with a table and suits and a, and a bottle of, you know, a, a pitcher, pitcher of water, water in the middle. <laughs> and we had to watch presentations and they let us talk for like 20 minutes at the end of it. That's what we had to, that's what we had before when we started. And, and that was, was all that was available. intimidating as hell. Oh, because everyone's all dressed up nice and you don't know who's full of shit and who's not full of shit. And yeah. everybody seems like they're better than you. And I get it. I remember that. It was like... It and was this a... person, you guys, has 200 doors. Yeah. They're an expert. Go yeah. talk to oh, them. Oh, we should go talk to them. And everybody goes and surrounds them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying is that like, um, when I was your age, <laughs> what what I'm saying is, is that there we, we put this out there specifically because... Um, I like to reflect on what we had when we got started and this, this whole journey, even for Gabby and I, just to, 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 to see others succeed, we put things in place strategically, right? There's a reason why there's a morning show with free coaching every morning. Okay. All you got to do is download an app, wake up at 6am. You can ask any question you want. And Which then we'll get to your question, Josh. Don't worry. Josh has a question. Yeah. Okay. And then we will answer your questions so you can go and take action today for free, right? Because before, the coaching programs that were available before were all over twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what that got you was one call with a quote-unquote expert for one hour every month. That's what you got. Divide thirty thousand, divide it by twelve months. It's a $2,500 phone call. Most of the time, they just talked about their own shit. That's not coaching. That's, that's a, that, you know what that is? That's the morning show. Except <laughs> we offer $2,500 coaching calls for free every morning. Right? If you think about that. That's what was available. Yeah. Now, it's changed a little bit. There are a few other different programs now. Right? And they've, you know, they've got education components and stuff like that. But they're all still probably they're all still pretty much in the same price range. Mm-hmm. But I find that people kind of take stuff like this for granted. So the other thing that we added in was that you know a Facebook community, and we wanted to be better than the other Facebook communities. We want to be active. We want to answer questions for free. Again, we will answer your questions for free. We'll give you a community to surround yourself with, right? So you can go and I mean, look at guys like Jeremy. Jeremy is literally meeting everyone in the community. Mm-hmm. Right? He's literally had coffee with everyone. Right? 
he's taking full advantage yeah. of this. And, and I love it. I love seeing it. And then lastly, the meetups. We don't charge for meetups. A lot of places charge 20 bucks to get in that type of thing. You know what I mean? And they have cookies and there's presentations, stuff like that. But like, how are you getting any networking done? So you can come out to these, these meetups, which we're holding damn near every two, three weeks now, right? In Edmonton and Calgary. And like Gabby said, you can meet people. Yeah. And every time, you know, every time you talk about like, you know, you should come out to the meetups. We know how scary it is. God bless Cody Kelly. Right? I don't think Cody's on this morning. I haven't seen him. But Cody, I, lo- I-, I-, I, lo- I love what he did. Um, we held a meetup at one of our fix and flips last year. I think it was like last winter. No, it would have been this year. Yes, early this year. Oh my gosh, this th- there's been a spring. lot. There's been a lot that's happened this year, so it just it feels like three years. Um, he's here. He is here. Yeah, I just don't see him. Okay. Cody comes in, and there there had to be like fifty plus people at this meeting. Oh yeah, it was packed. Yeah, big two thousand square foot house, just completely packed. And um, Cody kind of walks in, and I'm like thinking to myself, I I don't know this guy. And I know, I, I know everybody, you know what I mean? At the very least, I've seen a picture of them online. I'm like, I don't think I know you. And I found out that he just found the link or the event on Eventbrite and just thought, hey, I'm going to go check this place out and came in, started talking to people. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would never do that. No, no, not in a million years. I, I would never. <laughs> I mean, if I saw something like that and I came in and everybody's just kind of like talking I'm thinking to myself, either they're going to ask me to put my keys in the bowl or they're going to be feeding me a drink. And I'm not down for either of those things. So like, can you just imagine, you know, nothing about real estate investing and you walk into a house full of 50 some odd people. Oh, I would have been so intimidated. You know what I mean? Yeah. And thinking to yourself, like, I thought this was supposed to be like a suits and tie kind of thing where everybody's handing around business cards and talking about their newest high-rise developments and then they just realize that the whole room is just full of normal people who buy investment properties who do cool shit and and better themselves yeah and then you you start walking around you start having conversations with people and everybody's just too happy and too supportive and you're like what the fuck's going on (laughs) when are they gonna start handing out the drinks and then they don't and then you just realize that everybody's just good people and everybody's supportive and everybody wants to see people succeed and that people are partnering up with each other to reach their goals faster. It's just like the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah. That, that's why we put it together. <clears throat> it's why I spend, you know, three hours of my day every two weeks to go down to these events and, and to hold them. Mm-hmm. Right? Told you, like, I'm, I'm not trying to brag or trying to be cocky. But, like, my time is quite valuable if you, if you knew the stuff that we're working on. <laughs> It's, it's quite valuable. So like that's, that's, but I see, I see the value in it in, in, in giving back and contributing to the community because I could see so many other people who are showing up to these events, meeting people and taking action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of people join our mentorship program. A lot of people take the free education and just fucking go with it and they, they succeed. And mm-hmm. I'm cool with either of it. Yeah. Right. It's pretty amazing. So definitely don't feel intimidated. Show up to every single networking event. Um, someone recently told me that they weren't showing up to the networking event because they looked at the room and realized that everybody else is looking for the exact same thing of them as them, and it's a waste of time. That sounds familiar. Why? Because that's exactly what we used to say when we were getting started and about going to the rain events. 100%. Exactly what we used to say. One hundred percent, what we used to say. Why the hell am I walking into this room with a bunch of? Because once I, once I, once I pulled the curtain back and realized that most of these people are just normal people, just dressed up nice. I, I realized that, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why am I coming to these events trying to get money from these people when they're trying to get money from me? Mm-hmm. But I realized that it wasn't that. In most cases, you're not trying to raise money in those rooms. You're trying to create a new circle and trying to find a new supportive community. Mm-hmm. And when you've got a question or you need help or you're having a, a bad day or like you're struggling with something, 
those are the people that are going to lift you and support you. It's not going to be the, the, the friends that you've had since you were in high school, the ones you go out drinking with or play baseball with. They don't give a shit about your business. Yeah. Most of them, at least. You know, it's the community that you build. I mean, it, 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 I see pictures like uh, even just last night, um, Troy and, and Andrew and Josh, they were all out there and, you know, they were um, chipping away at the, uh, the concrete okay. and the bricks there, yeah. you know, late at night. And I just see, you know, people putting their arms around each other and just like the community that's created. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say like, I made that, but like at the same, like I, I know that the community that we've created in Edmonton and that it's does created play, so many opportunities for people and yeah. relationships, yeah. you know what I mean? And partnerships and opportunities. It's, yeah. I love it. And, and talking about walking into that um, room and thinking that everybody's looking for the same thing. Oh, everybody's looking for money. I don't have money to give anybody. I need money, but Jeremy just said right here in the comments, your networking events is why I have partners on my first and now second flip. He found money. He found somebody who was looking to give somebody money at our networking events. And you'd be also surprised how many people, um, and this is something that a lot of new investors don't realize, is that, you know, let's just call it Wayne and I, we're investors, we have an established portfolio. Um, we are, you know, doing our fix and flips. We're not really out there actively, um, you know, like we don't technically need you, but maybe we have $60,000 in RRSP money that we can't do anything with. That's just sitting there. Maybe you're looking for somebody to give you some renovation funds. Or a second mortgage. Or a second mortgage. Or, you know, whatever it is. And although it's not like maybe we're not sitting on, you know, $500,000 that we're looking to lend out. We're not like big time money lenders or something like that. But we have, you know, a little stash of cash and RSPs that we would happily lend out at 10 or 12%. You don't, you don't know. You have no clue. Until you situations. go and talk to people and find out. Yeah. Right. Just because somebody else is also looking for money doesn't mean that they don't have money that they can't physically use themselves, right? That RSP piece is um, a, a most people, yeah, yeah. Have that. Most most people or lots of people have that, and at some point are going to be looking to lend it out when they realize, holy yeah. crap, I can be making returns on that money. <laughs> That's just one example. Yeah. But you got to have you got to have conversations with people and see what they're looking for, what kind of skills that they have. Yeah. and um, see if you can pool your resources together. Maybe they have the missing piece that you're looking for, or you have the missing piece that they're looking for, mm -hmm. and you could trade you know, resources, whether that be time or expertise or money or yeah. RSPs in this case, right? Yeah. Got uh, someone trying to call in here. I don't know if it was just a accident or not, though. Okay. <clears throat> I'll give Rez a second, just in case they're trying to call in. Okay. We also have that question from Josh T. earlier. We're going to hold off on that question there okay. um, until afterwards, um, if you can. Yeah. Without you know, like uh, having enough 
down payment for it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, I just want to, I just want your guys' suggestions, maybe, like, for, you know, like, how, how to approach this situation. For sure. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disconnect you here this way, because I know that, um, I know that we need to uh, adjust the audio there. I'm not sure if everybody heard the question. It was a little quiet. I'll adjust it once we um, release, we release the, uh, the... Yeah. So uh, the question was that uh, his mom has a condo that's a rental property. Um, she's now going to be looking to sell it. And um, him and his wife are interested in purchasing it. However, they don't have enough money for the down payment at this time. Mm -hmm. So is there any other way to go about it? What can they do to acquire this property from them? Uh, so there is uh, a few different ways to approach this. Um, this is what I love about creative seller financing is that, just like I said earlier, you can write up whatever you want on a piece of paper as long as both, both people agree. Um, I disconnected you there, Rez, because um, it's just the, the audio is a little bit off. Um, so one, the easiest way to look at this, and depending on how um, agreeable your uh, your mother is, would be to just do a joint venture. If your mom is okay with keeping the mortgage under her name, um, you could come into it and just continue to manage it for her um, as a joint venture partner. And you guys can uh, write up your joint venture agreements However, you see fit. How uh, you guys can determine how much of the profits is going to be um, split between you guys. So your your mom would receive her equity back first when you sell the property in the future. So any equity that she has in it, she would get back first. That would be her. That would be her investment. And then the remaining proceeds from the sale. Say you guys did a joint venture and rented it out for an additional ten years. The remainder of the proceeds from the sale, you guys would just split, say, 50-50. So she would get 50% of the profits and you would get 50% of the profits. And that would be the easiest way to approach it um, without having to do any complicated contracts. Just a simple joint venture agreement. I was going to, I was going to say that the most important um, <clears throat> missing piece here that would be... Um, and I'm, I'm sure that you probably know the answer to, is what is her motivation for... Um, wanting to sell it is it just that she because she's going back and forth to the Philippines now that she just doesn't really want to deal with it anymore um, doesn't really have the time doesn't have the desire or does she need to sell it because she needs to get her money out of there because she's moving back to the Philippines or you know whatever it may be so does she need that money out and she needs a hard sale or is it just kind of an inconvenience to her now because those would be two very different situations. If she needs her money out, then more than likely you're going to have to come up with a proper down payment or some other way um, to give her the amount of money that she needs. Yeah. Versus if she if it's an inconvenience, then there's lots of joint venture and, and seller financing, all those types of things that we could really dive into as opportunities. Yeah. I mean, there's always an agreement for sale as well, but that would require her to keep the financing in her name, the mortgage in her name. Mm -hmm. um, and again, she wouldn't be able to pull any of her money out. So if it's a money thing and she needs the money out, yeah. then, you know, then there's going to need to be some form of transaction from her to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to take it one step further and go super creative, what she can do is she can add you on to title and then uh, refinance the property. And hopefully she's able to refinance it and pull some of her equity out. And then when she refinances it, remove herself from title. And then you would just requalify for the mortgage. It's, it really depends. I need to see the numbers to really truly know um, what's possible there. This would be a little more of a complicated deal analysis. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you can you feel free to book a coaching call if you want. The coaching call link is there um, in the show notes. Um, but if your mom has enough money in the property that she can refinance and pull some money out, then she can either A, refinance it and sell it to you, like by adding you onto title and then you will qualify for your own mortgage. Or um, I mean, that's the only, that's it. Why would she sell it after refinancing it? Because um, she'd get her proceeds <clears throat> once she sold it 
in the sales. So why refinance before? She would be refinancing herself out. Okay. I so was just thinking. Adding him the title. Yeah. And then refinancing. But during that process, refinancing um, by removing herself. And he would be refinancing the property as the sole owner of the property. Okay. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? But it's yeah. like, again, it's like there's a little, we need a little more details to make sure that that would work. There is, there is solutions. Um, the other way would be for her to keep the, the, the mortgage in her name. She would have to keep any equity in that property. And unless of course you paid it out to her by you paying her cash. Um, and then either an agreement for sale or a joint venture. But if it was a, if it was between those two, I would go with a joint venture. It's significantly easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are there are ways as long as someone can carry the financing for you. Because if you're trying to find a way out of putting twenty percent down on an investment property, there is no way. No. It, that is the requirement. That is the that is a government requirement. That any non-insured uh, mortgages in Canada need to have a minimum of twenty percent down. Garrett just asked if the audio is out. Okay, Kristen said it sounds good to her. Okay. There needs to be a minimum of 20% on all non-insured mortgages in Canada. Um, And the only way to get an insured mortgage, which would be less than 20%, is to have it as your primary residence, which this would not be the case for a prime. Like It wouldn't Mm -hmm. be your primary residence. It would be an investment property. So um, no way to get around the 20% down in the financing. Um, But unless, of course the seller who is your mom uh, would be willing to either partner joint venture partner with you or do an agreement for sale. Yeah. Um, I just want to take a quick little break here. Um, we'll get back to it. And then I want to, I want to get to that deal of the week and then we'll address uh, Josh's question. Okay. You're looking to increase cash flow. Would you like to buy more properties without going to the bank? Would you like to raise more capital? If so, Barry McGuire's AFS program is where you need to be. Join us on September 24th in Edmonton, Alberta. Sign up now at barrymaguire.ca. That's barrymaguire.ca. She's seen Gabby dancing, doing a little jig. Groovy music in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so today is Thursday. And, you know, what? what's on Thursdays? This is my favorite. of the week. The problem with that is that it's like deal of the week, dun, dun, deal of the week. But then as soon as it goes in, I'm like, it's Monday and it's Tuesday. It's Wednesday and it's Tuesday. It's Friday and it's Saturday and now it's Sunday. So it's the deal little, of the week. The little jingle <laughs> that our daughter um, used to learn the days of the week. Okay. Uh, sponsored by DCI Properties. We have our deal of the week today. Uh, this week's deal. It's an off-market property coming from Calgary. Oh, fun. Where's our Calgary listeners this morning? Hands up. Give us a up. little... <laughs> little toot toot. <laughs> Carlos is not in Calgary. Um... <laughs> as is, as is this property, as is. Did I okay, say? okay, as is, where is? <clears throat> $70,000 under market value. Oof. Okay. Okay. Um, Martin Park Way in Calgary. That's in the Northeast. Okay. 796 square feet. Two plus one beds, one bath. Okay. Built in 1996. Sorry, is this a uh, what type of property? Bi level bungalow townhouse. I I think it's a three level split. Okay. You tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it. Three level split. Yeah. yeah. Um. Possibly. It says bi level on the top. Oh, it says bi level right there. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> massive spread on detached by level. Okay, it could be a by level. It looks like a four level split to me. Yeah, it does. But one of us could be wrong. It's true. Okay, so when you think um, properties in Calgary with a detached garage, double detached garage, what do you think the minimum price is typically? Uh, 400. 
That's kind of what I hear. Like I, 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 I've bought a few properties in Calgary, um, did some research last year and I'm like, damn Calgary, you, yeah, you fancy, yeah. you fancy. I remember we were trying to help a, a client's, uh, rent home client buy a property last year. And, uh, and we told them that like their price range was like up to 350 K and they're like, Wayne, that just does not exist. That yeah. does not exist. And we want a garage. And any if we want a garage in an area where we're not going to get shot going to the, to the corner store, um, we're like minimum 450. Yeah. And so the purchase price on this property, 280,000. Okay. I'm looking at it. I see... Well, it's 1996, so like the windows are good, mm -hmm. right? You don't got to worry about that. Um, plumbing is copper and PEX. Um, water heater's been updated. Gas furnace is original, which is fine. That's uh, it's, it's getting towards the yeah. end of his life. Okay, we got roof 10 years old. That's great. Um, double detached garage. Okay, so they're saying suggested rentals would be junk removal, new floors, new kitchen and bathroom, um, paint throughout. So like cosmetic. Okay. Um, after repaired value, if you were to renovate it, anywhere from four hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars. So you got a pretty decent spread here. Wow. So <clears throat> I'm. This is very interesting to me because did you say it's seven hundred and ninety six square feet? Yeah. That's the upper two levels. You see, that, that's why I thought it was a four-level split because those ones are, are a little um, deceiving. Yeah. Right? So it is It is a smaller house, but I believe that they count the, they count the upper levels above ground. Yes. And therefore, if there's lower levels below, they're not going to count them. Okay, so if it was a three, four, and then had basement, those, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why. So this Northeast Calgary property features two plus one beds and one bath and has a large double detached garage. This house has good bones and is looking for a savvy investor to bring it back to life. Renovate the kitchen and bathroom, new flooring, additional bathroom or bedroom in the basement, lights and paint throughout will help get this house close to full ARB. With an as-is value currently around 340 to 350K and an ARV anywhere between 450 to 500, it's a guaranteed win for any investor. So when I see this property right here, and I'm looking at the comparables, I can see the comps are good. When I see this property right here, I think two things. One, burr, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It would that not take sense. very much to make this a perfect burr. Did you say how much it's? You can get it for 280 280 all right so right now if you hear this clicking clacking what i'm doing is i'm multiplying 450,000 by 80 percent means that it's the purchase price and the renovations i need to keep it under three hundred sixty thousand dollars. that means that gives you an eighty thousand dollar budget to renovate this property and do a perfect bar as long as you keep the budget under $80,000, you will have a perfect burr. If you do a $50,000 renovation, you're going to get all of your money back out plus $30,000 in profits in your pocket. That's a good burr right there. That is a good burr. Now, I don't know market rents in the area, so you'll have to do your own research on that. But that right there, considering... Most single family homes, you can't get them for less than four fifty, anyways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think that that is a really good opportunity. The other opportunity I think of right there is uh, what's called a rent to own, because you can get that property, and there are two options: you can sell it to uh, one of your tenant buyers, right, uh, with a with a lease option, rent to own, um, as is, or renovated. Right. So there's you, what you can do is you can you can buy that property for 280 and then you can give them the option to buy it for 450 mm -hmm. and tell them that they need to do the renovations themselves. 
so they can build a little bit of sweat equity into it. Or maybe you give it to them for 400 But you're buying it for 280 You're selling it to them for 400 which is $120,000 spread on the appreciation. Plus, you get all the mortgage pay down for you know the term of the rent own, right? And cash flow. So that could be a really profitable way right there. I mean, you buy this property, you're going to have to put a little under $60,000 down, right? Let's say it's 56000 You put $56,000 down, but let's round it up to 60000 just for easy math. You're guaranteed going to make a 200% return yeah. just on the appreciation in three years. For a rental. Right? Because you're buying it for two you're selling it for, for four hundred. dollars Yeah. That's $120,000 just in like the appreciation portion of it, right? Mm -hmm. That means you're going to, you're going to triple your money just on that. But that doesn't include the mortgage pay down. It's a pretty decent. Yeah. It's a pretty decent deal for rental. And the other way you can do it would be to buy it, renovate it, say, put your $50,000 into it. Okay. Renovate it, refinance it. At the new appraised value of four fifty, get all of your money back out, plus thirty thousand dollars extra in your pocket, and then rent to own it at four fifty, and mark it up slightly higher, and get the mortgage paid down. But at least with the second option, you wouldn't have any of your own money into it. Right. Some pretty cool stuff you can do with a property like this. So if you guys are interested in that, did you have anything to add? Uh, would it work as a flip? Uh yes. Um, I gotta, it depends. It depends on the neighborhood. It depends. See, when you're doing a flip, you have to do high, ideally you want to do high end finishes, especially in this market. You don't want to be a mediocre flip mm -hmm. in, in a, in a, in a buyer's market. Okay. So what you want is you want to be the nicest on the street. And that's just my personal opinion. Um, it can work, but you need to keep, you're going to probably have to do a lot of the work yourself to keep that budget down. Um, because when you flip it, you want to sell it quickly, like I was mentioning. As well, you have to pay for realtor fees and you're going to be paying higher holding costs because it's short-term financing. So just keep that in mind that there's a lot of hidden costs of like, you know, um, high interest um, short-term financing uh, as well as, you know, the cost of a realtor, which is 7% in the first 100000 and 35 on the remaining. So you're probably looking at somewhere between eighteen, twenty thousand dollars in realtor fees as well. So just make sure that the after you've considered all of that, that there's still a decent profit spread. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to it might I, be a little tight. I'd have to look at the pictures and see. Yeah, I, I, I'd take a deeper look or a closer look to see. There's no roof. There's no windows. There is a hot water tank. It Possibly is a smaller a square. Of, what's that? Possibly furnace. furnace Sorry, I meant to say furnace. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I run the numbers, but yeah. um, I know for a fact that this property is not going to last very long. Yeah, it's a great deal. It's <laughs> I, I bet you if you called them today, um, they already have they've already got in. offers. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's a lesson to be learned here. Um, we'll call them just to find out. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I know a good deal when I see one. <laughs> and if you see a good deal, you need to act fast. You need to act yesterday because good deals don't wait around for people. No, nope. they sure don't. So. My, um, my reoccurring quote to our daughter these days is indecision results in missed opportunities. I love when she you... finally, she gets it. She understands it because she has missed a lot. She's watched opportunities come and go because she couldn't make up her damn mind. You're traumatizing her. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to save my sanity. Her indecisiveness destroys Don't me. Don't use words like <laughs> indecisiveness. Darling, your indecisiveness is missing. You're causing you to miss out on opportunities. She gets it. I, I love it when you use big <laughs> and words with her. And it applies to you guys to too. Prove, to prove a point. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it does. It really does. Throw that on an inspirational graphic. What was it? Your indecisiveness? Creates missed opportunities. Damn. Yep. That sounds like something Mark Twain would say. Every day. I have to tell her. That's what he'd day. say every day? No. no. You'd wake up, <laughs> coffee and a cigar. <laughs> uh, thank you again to DCI. Just a little teaser. Okay.
Definitely a teaser. Oh, is the show over? Almost. Okay. We got, uh, shoot. I talk too much. So we did deal of the week. Josh had a question four hours ago. <laughs> 40 minutes ago. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, Josh T. In the comments here, because he's listening live on the Podbean app, unlike some of you who are listening to this later on, he got to ask a question and get it answered. Pretty cool, hey? Yeah. yeah. If I saw a funny story. I saw another person starting a podcast um, this morning, and uh, he's like, check it out on Podbean. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that people are copying the platform. Started a trend, yeah. No one knew what Podbean was. I, I, I dug deep into the internet to find the perfect platform for Where a live podcast. Live, yeah. And like, I went through so many different podcast platforms. But like, if you, like, as far as like podcast platforms go, it's like, if, if it wasn't live, this would be the last one that I would use. Yeah. I hope you're listening person podbean person um but anyways <laughs> when i see when i see people starting podcasts and it's on podbean i'm like <laughs> oh it makes me feel you know anyways continue. you're out there trend setting okay so josh says my tenants want to get a trampoline for their four-year-old has anyone here had any liability issues with tenants over something like this and what steps does a landlord need to take in order to protect themselves if any That's a good question. Yeah. Something I would have never thought about. I don't like giving absolute answers without reference material. Yes. So I cannot confidently say that I know that the laws would prevent them from going after you for some form of liability for them putting a bouncing trampoline in the backyard. I know, no, I don't know for a fact, because growing up, I don't know, maybe it was parents or maybe it was just people at the water cooler. I've always heard that, oh, you better buy a rental property in a corporation with limited liability. Otherwise, if they trip and fall on your sidewalk and it's not, it's not sanded or salted, then they're going to sue you. I've heard that so many goddamn times growing up and then I hear people say it all the time. It's, 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 and then finding out that like a limited liability corp, like it really doesn't cover you that much. Um, so I don't know for a fact, to be honest, and I don't even know where to look for something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely a question for your insurance provider well that's that's that'd be the first thing yeah call yeah. your insurance provider and be like hey if some kid fell off the trampoline or tripped on a patio stone like they're running tripped on a patio stone smack their face on the ground am i liable and just see if your insurance covers that because i think your ins insurance mostly unless you've got like a good insurance policy like us which covers more than your fire and mm -hmm. flood and that kind of stuff um find out if your insurance policy covers something like that or ask them, you know, is this something I should be concerned about? And should I be adding additional things onto my policy? Yeah. I just have such a hard time believing that um, a tenant purchasing and making a decision to, to put a trampoline in their yard or a pool in their yard, and then something happens to somebody in this thing that they decided was worth their risk. Yeah to have that it would fall on you. I mean, like, I'm not saying that something that I have a hard time believing isn't something that could happen, but the logic is yeah. that it would be, it would not fall on you. Like they put it there, they decided the risk of having the trampoline is is worth it. And then something happened like, we don't, which is blow my mind. But we don't talk opinions. No, but that is my opinion. <laughs> I, I see. Um, uh, with great power comes great responsibility and um we have we have uh we have a platform where people listen every morning and 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 that is gabby's opinion however just keep in mind that um don't go by that opinion you know make sure you ask you know the right professionals mm -hmm. uh to find out the answer um i will never i will never give an answer unless i have reference material um logically what I said. 
what Gabby said. Like it, it just makes sense. From my understanding is that I think it's like the public uh, portions of your property, like the sidewalk, um, you know, a, a mailman walking up to the front door to deliver mail, something like that would be would be your responsibility and you would be liable for. So like up to the front steps of the door, if someone is coming to knock on the door, you know what I mean? But in your yard, no, I can't imagine. But make sure you uh, talk to your um, lawyer, talk to your insurance provider. Um, Just on a side note, I would never allow a trampoline in the yard because it's just going to ruin the grass. Well, that's what I I was going to eventually get get to that point. But can I back it up just a second also is that and and maybe this is also kind of just something to to think about this isn't facts but the other thing is that like and aj put a, a comment here in the podbean app as well saying that his neighbors had them sign a liability form for his kids to go jump on their trampoline and that was kind of like where my thought process was going as well thought process was going as well is that the owner of the trampoline is liable for the people jumping on it you know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean, if if something, if a neighbor came over and jumped on their trampoline and hurt themselves, that that person who owns the trampoline, in theory, would be, again, opinion, no facts, talk to your insurance provider, lawyer. But um, we've had a tenant with a trampoline. Um, I didn't give it a second thought. Yeah, sure. If you own a trampoline and you want to set it up for your kid, go for it. Yeah. And I didn't give it any thought beyond that. But as Wayne, the path Wayne was just about to go down is that trampolines destroy grass. Yeah. Unless they're like moved constantly, it, it's going to kill your grass. Yeah. It doesn't get the elements. It doesn't get the sun, doesn't get the rain, doesn't get like it, it gets very little nutrients. So um, if you want to be dealing with dead lawn once they leave, then allow a trampoline if you do not want to deal with deadline, yeah, sure, you can hold them responsible, blah, blah, blah. But it's a pain in the butt. It's a process to get your grass back. It's not something that they're going to do months leading up to them leaving your rental property. Interesting, though. Um, they could just get a trampoline and put it in the backyard. They don't need your fucking approval. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that, like, if it's not in your lease already, yeah, you can't forbid them from having a trampoline in the yard. So they could just do it and just know that, you know, they just need to know that. Um, I hope that you marked the condition of your grass mm-hmm. in your lawn before you moved in. This is why move-in reports are so important. You need to, everything for, to the to the fence and, and the, from inside to the fence and the, and the yard, you should be taking pictures of. Because when you get that property back in a year or two or five years and the, and the yard's all completely torn to shit or it's dead, mm-hmm. they need to be responsible for that. Yeah. You have any idea how much it costs to resod? It's expensive. That's way more than the damage deposit. Yeah. So make sure that you got that kind of stuff covered. And if they want to throw a trampoline on there and it's, and it's, and you're not liable, yeah. um, then let them, but just, they, they need to understand that they're going to be covering the grass repair. And the only thing that kills grass better than a, well, two things kill grass better than a trampoline is a pool and dog pee. <laughs> fire pits. Yeah. Fire pits. Sure. Unauthorized fire pits as well. Tell you what. Fun stuff. Um, yeah. I didn't actually see the actual question, but did they ask? Yes. The tenants asked if they can have a trampoline? Yes. Interesting. I don't think you can forbid them from having it. Okay, so Josh says they actually don't have grass in the back. The previous owners put in turf. <laughs> Extra liability coverage right there. <laughs> like like that playground turf, like the super soft stuff? Probably like grass turf, like fake grass. Oh, fake grass? Oh, I don't know. That's what I thought. All right. Just reading the comments here. Kirsten says dog rocks for the win. Yeah, if you want to avoid um, burn marks in the grass um, for your tenant gifts, buy them dog rocks, yep. which is like it controls the pH levels in their, um, in their urine. It doesn't affect them. Uh, it doesn't affect the dogs at all. It just it's, it reduces the amount of pH in their urine. 
um, which reduces the amount of uh, burns, burn marks on the uh, grass. Yep. We're due for some new dog rocks. You can buy them on Amazon. We normally, like I said, if we um, always give our tenants gifts at Christmas and sometimes just like if they're just being good people uh, or move in um, gifts as well. And if they have pets, dogs, we normally give them dog rocks. That way, and hey, hey, you know, we really, this is a thing. This is a thing. <laughs> You're responsible for the lawn. You are responsible for the lawn. So what we've done is we provided you with um, a good remedy to ensure that your dog, you know, when they go out to do their business, they don't, uh, they don't ruin the lawn and you're held responsible for it. Mm -hmm. So here's the first one. We'll buy the first one, but you know, you got to replace the rocks in your dish, dog's dish every three months and they're about 14 bucks, something like that. So here you go. And then at Christmas, we get them another one. So at the very least, <laughs> they've got dog rocks for half of the year that's that it's effective mm -hmm. um and hopefully they buy more or at the very least when they get one at christmas they're like oh shoot yeah i forgot to replace those a few months ago so i believe that's the end of our show i had so many other things i wanted to talk about there's today. always tomorrow there's always tomorrow don't forget to sign up for the agreement for sale course on september 24th and also, hopefully, we see you guys at the upcoming meetups in Edmonton and Calgary. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. And we'll see you then. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.